0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus, winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Before we even got married. So I'm very thankful for her, and I give her honor today. I give my mom honor if I know my mom she'll log on at some point and listen to this so mom I love you I appreciate you thank you for raising me in the truth I appreciate the opportunity and the privilege to know God at a young age and I don't take that for granted and I'm thankful for that today I give honor to my husband pastor my husband the father of my kids I'm very very thankful to do ministry and to do life with him and you all see him out here and I see him at home and I'm telling you he is real What you see here is what he is at home. And I'm very blessed to have a true man of God. He has integrity, and he leads our home, and he's easy to follow. And I'm thankful for him today. I give honor to our administrative pastor, Brother and Sister Mason. I'm thankful for them. They are just right by our side we're a team and i'm thankful for them um to be a part man i wouldn't want to do this without them right here by our side and i'm thankful for them i give honor to brother alex mason sister grace who is not here sister grace jones for the moment but soon to be a mason i'm very thankful for them and the work they do with our young people aren't they doing an awesome job with our youth group they are doing amazing and last but not least i give honor to brother zach and sister malin mcgee who are over our young kids our next gen who give all these mamas out here a break once in a while on a friday night and all the parents go hallelujah thank you jesus much blessings on them and uh, they will soon be bringing a child into this world soon and very soon and i know sister is ready How many mamas can say that last month of pregnancy is like 4,392 days? (laughs) One moment, it's like, wow, this has flown by. And you reach that last month, and it's like, this is never going to end. That's what it feels like. About a month ago, my husband asked me um, if I would speak for Mother's Day if I had anything. And at the moment, I'm like, not at the moment, but give me a few days. Let me pray about it, talk to God about it. And a few days later, things just started flowing into my mind. And I feel like my message today can be applicable to anyone, not just moms. I started praying and seeking God for moms in general. But I feel like this can apply to anyone in life. So if you'd stand with me today, we're going to go to the Word of God. We're going to turn to the book of Job, chapter 14 and verse 1. Job, chapter 14 and verse 1. And Scripture says, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Amen. You can go home. No, (laughs) There's a whole lot wrapped up in there, right? Let's turn over to Psalms 18, 4 through 6. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even unto his ears. Someone that has found that trouble and is crying out to God. Someone who's afraid. Someone who has much sorrow. Someone who is distressed. And they cried out to God. Today, for a few moments, I want to speak on this subject two minutes of peace and quiet. Just two minutes. Two minutes of peace and quiet. I would like, Bishop, would you mind to say a prayer over this today, if you wouldn't mind? Amen. You can be seated. I think every mom that's probably sitting in this room has probably uttered this phrase at least once, if not many times. I just can't get any peace and quiet around here. Yes, I know. I heard the laughter. It's true. You may say, yes, I've probably said that a time or two, but maybe you're sitting here thinking, hmm, I'm not sure if I've ever said that. Well, let's just check the you might need two minutes of peace and quiet if checklist. You might need some peace and quiet if 10 minutes after pulling into your driveway at home, you're still sitting in the car enjoying the heated seat, sipping the now cold coffee from your favorite coffee shop, scrolling Facebook, and letting your kids sleep in the back seat. You might need a couple minutes of peace and quiet. You might need some peace and quiet if you book an escape room for an hour by yourself with no intention of solving the riddle or escaping. You sit in the bathroom, on the toilet, fully clothed with the door shut, eating chocolate from your secret stash, while yelling to your kids, Mommy's on the potty! You might need a couple minutes of peace and quiet. You might need a couple minutes of peace and quiet if your phone is at 3% battery and your teenager calls or more than likely texts for the third time today telling you to bring them something else they forgot. Then your phone dies and you decide not to plug it in to charge it sorry, I missed your call. My phone died. Yep. You might need a couple minutes of peace and quiet. On a side note, talking about kids reminds me real quick in the back, we had prayer requests for the kids. And, uh, I believe it was Xavier. He requested prayer, um, for someone. No, it wasn't. It was someone else. they requested prayer for someone they knew whose mom had passed away and said they died. And immediately Shauna's son, Wyatt raised his hand and he said, with all seriousness, My iPad died. Yeah, we'll pray for that. (laughs) You might need a couple minutes of peace and quiet, especially if the iPad dies. You might need two minutes of peace and quiet if you hide out in the dog food aisle in the store after spotting someone you know because you don't want to explain why you have five bags of Dr. Teal's relaxing bath salts in your cart. Yeah. You might need two minutes of peace and quiet if you change all the clocks in the house to one hour later and then proclaim, oh wow, look at the time, it's bedtime, kids. (laughs) You might need more than a couple minutes. You put your phone up to your ear because you were on an important call when really you're just avoiding conversation and instead just talking to God in your head. You might need a couple minutes. Or you put the frozen chicken back in the freezer and just pop a couple pizzas in the oven instead so you can catch up on your favorite show instead of spending an hour cooking and cleaning the kitchen. And finally, you have three books on self-care and moments for mom, but you've never read a single page. Yep, you need some peace and quiet. But motherhood doesn't come with built-in breaks, does it? Wouldn't it be awesome if a whistle blew every two hours and it's time for your 15-minute break? Yay! You have to be quiet now. It's mommy's break time. Nope. Being a mom is 24-7, 365. And peace and quiet can seem like an elusive dream. So we're going to take a moment and look at a couple of categories. And I want you to examine them. We're going to put some words up on the screen. Our first one here. And I want you to ask yourself, which one would you say that you live in most of the time? Which one of these categories would describe day in and day out how you feel? Now, obviously, we're all going to have a moment in time when we're going to feel stressed or worried, but just kind of day in, day out. Which one of these do you, would you say that you live in? Stressed, exhausted, worried, anxious, depressed, sad, angry, on edge, irritable, burdened, conflicted, agitated, doubtful, fearful, tense, uptight. There's one category. Let's move to the next one. Or would you say you live here, calm, peaceful, content, satisfied, joyful, light, carefree, happy, at ease, relaxed, tranquil, serene, positive, confident, assured, steady. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to answer out loud, but just within yourself, which one do you feel like you identify with on most days? Now, I don't have to see a show of hands, but I would say that there's probably a lot of us that would say we live in category one. Oh, that ever elusive peace. Even just two minutes would be amazing. But life, stuff, problems, it just seems to get in the way, doesn't it? It's always something, you know, when it rains, it pours. Truth is, if we're waiting for peace to come when everything in our life is perfect, then we're just hoping for a fantasy. That's a pipe dream. Because problems and trials are just part of life, no matter who we are. Doesn't matter if we serve God or not, we're going to have trouble in this life. Just when you think, ah, finally I can breathe. Something's going to happen to disrupt that calm moment, right? The day you're supposed to leave for vacation, the kid gets sick. You get a call from your adult daughter that she lost her job and may lose her apartment. The vehicle breaks down for the 10th time. You lose your keys your phone or your wallet sometimes daily yep that's me i threw that in there for me oh or your teenager starts driving yep that's me too Ooh, stress worry anxiety it's always going to be something though right because it's just part of life but we just keep waiting for that peaceful moment to come to us and while we wait we're consumed with worry with stress sometimes drama. We get busy and distracted and consumed with all of life's daily challenges and chaos filled with the stresses of life, and it seems never-ending, and our to-do lists are never-ending, and the load gets heavy, and we feel like we're going to drown. Like, I just can't catch my breath. And we ask, can I just get two minutes of peace and quiet? Notice I said peace and quiet. We all know there's a difference between peace and quiet. Right, moms? How many moms could attest to the fact that there is absolutely a difference between peace and quiet? Let's say, for example, your two-year-old is down for a nap and you see him or her sleeping on the monitor. You might consider it a moment of peace. I mean, it's definitely quiet at least. But when it's quiet and you know your toddler is awake, and you suddenly realize you haven't seen them for a couple minutes, it may be quiet, but there is absolutely no peace in that moment, just sheer panic. And that quiet may result in a little something like this. Brother Alex, if you would. Jaden? Who made the mess? You know hey. Billy did? Come here, I want to talk? To you. Were you throwing stuff over the side? Hey. It's sugar, you know that, right? <laughs> Justin! What are you doing? Mommy's gonna be very upset. <laughs> yeah, you. Look what you guys did. Holly, what did you do? What did you guys do? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Why did you let her do that to you? Because I didn't see her. <laughs> what are you doing? Huh? Kaden, what happened to you? What were you doing? I don't know. You don't know? I see <laughs> What are you doing? Are you the toilet? What are you doing to Addison? Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> what did you do with your stickers, Brayden? Uh-huh. Yep, it was definitely quiet, but there was no peace, right? By definition, if you would ask what quiet means, It can just mean the absence of noise or bustle, a freedom from disturbance or interruption by others. But even if everything is quiet, let's say that the TV is turned off, the kids are sleeping, no one's talking. But even if you were to close your eyes and cover your ears, what can you never shut off? What can you never shut off? Your mind, that's right. Our minds, our thoughts, we can't shut them off. And sometimes, even when everything is quiet, our mind prevents us from having peace. I mean, our minds are powerful, right? It can distract us while driving. How many times could you say, I drove that five miles and I don't even remember it? Because we were so caught up in our thoughts, right? I don't even remember driving those five miles. Maybe we lay down to sleep and we can't fall asleep because our mind is just going and cycling. And sometimes we have to get up and just write some stuff down or make a list because we'll never fall asleep with everything just flowing through our mind. But peace, it's different from quiet. The basic definition of peace is mental calm, tranquility, free from anxiety or distress. But the meaning of peace goes even deeper when we talk about the peace that comes from God. Now the word peace in Hebrew is the word shalom. It means completeness, wholeness. And this stems from the root word shalem, which means to make amends or to make whole or complete. And there's many scriptures in the Bible about peace. I mean hundreds of them. If you look at a few in the Old Testament, Psalms 34, 14 says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Romans 14:19 says, Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. Hebrews 12:14 says, Follow, the Amplified says strive for peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So if we look through these three verses, the words, the verbs that stick out, seek, pursue, follow, strive, go after. This describes going after something to attain it, right? Peace is not going to fall in our laps. We can't just sit back and wait for peace to come. We have to go get it we have to pursue it we have to seek it and if we're waiting for a convenient time that's never gonna come because no matter our station in life there's always going to be another Valley another problem so now is the time to pursue peace which isn't just a feeling of tranquility but peace in God is wholeness it's completeness so let's take a moment and consider a couple women in the Bible if we can go to mark 5 25 Scripture says, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague." Now, Scripture goes on to say that Jesus knew that someone had touched him. He felt virtue go out of him. And the woman came to Jesus and told him what happened inside her body. Because Scripture says she felt it. She felt in her body. But listen to what Jesus says to her. After she pursued him for her healing, after 12 years, she went to Jesus. In verse 34, Jesus said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and Be whole of thy plague. Wholeness, complete, healed, peace. Her faith, her actions, her belief that Jesus had the answer led to her leaving in peace. She spent years pursuing healing and wholeness from so many places. And the scripture tells us it was a fruitless search. In fact, she didn't get better. She didn't even stay the same. Her seeking after all those answers in other places, she got worse to try so many things time after time and to come up empty-handed. Can you imagine how that left her feeling after 12 years? Unhealed, unsatisfied, no one can help me. I'm broken, weak, desperate, anxious, worried. But one day she went after Jesus. And scripture we know calls him the Prince of Peace, right? And whenever she touched him, I love that the scripture says she had had an issue of blood. She had something physically wrong with her. But in the moment that she touched him, she felt in her body that she was healed. Something happened inside physically that she felt. But not only was she healed, but she received peace. Jesus told her, go in peace. Another account in scripture in Luke 7 tells of a sinful woman who heard that Jesus was dining in the home of a Pharisee she showed up with an alabaster box of ointment. And I just looked up and realized they did not start a clock for me. So y'all, it's, we're just going for the ride. But, you know, it has to be, I'm good because, you know, pastor sometimes goes an hour, so I know I'm good, right? I had so many scriptures, I told the guys I felt like a little bit like pastor today. I'm like, well, I better bring my hanky because, you know, if I have that many scriptures, I might need it, right? Let's go to Luke 7, verse 37. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner... When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and she stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. When the Pharisee saw it, he criticized Jesus basically and insulted her, didn't he? He's like, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman's touching him. She's a sinner. All he was looking at was this woman who's a sinner touching Jesus and then insulting him on top of it. But the Pharisee didn't understand that Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. She couldn't contaminate him. Uh uh-uh. uh. On the contrary, he would transfer something to her that day. Because for her to walk in with her alabaster box weeping to anoint Jesus, knowing she was walking into the home of a Pharisee, can you imagine? I mean the bravery the humility and the sacrifice and in that moment the desperation to get to Jesus I don't care if I have to walk past this self righteous Pharisee to get to Jesus I am going and that's what she did she went to him and she was obviously known right obviously the Pharisee knew of her because he said don't you know this woman's a sinner she was known he knew this is a sinner but she was desperate. She was so desperate. And touching Jesus was all that mattered in that moment. And to her, it was worth the risk. And so after Jesus spent a few moments using a story to set the Pharisee straight, you can read of that in Luke 7, listen to what Jesus said about and to this sinner woman. In Luke seven forty-seven. Wherefore I say unto thee, Jesus was speaking to the Pharisee. Her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And then he turned and said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. In verse 50, I'm sorry, I don't think I have it up there. And he said to the woman, this is so awesome, listen to this. Thy faith has saved thee, go in peace. She went in there broken, anxious, Just a sinner woman that didn't feel like she had any hope, but she left with peace. Because she went to Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood sought out Jesus. And both times, these women left with peace. She came in broken. She came in weeping, but she went out whole. She came out with peace. And sometimes we think it's just too hard. I can't reach him. I can't attain that. The truth is that Jesus is standing with open arms, and he wants to give us the peace he has. He wants to complete us. He wants to make us whole. But, you know, we're humanity, right? We're good old humanity. And sometimes we're like this boy who is laying down in two inches of water, and he thinks he's drowning. He literally just needs to stand up. But he lays there, flailing and screaming and crying until his sister picks him up. I have that video I can show you. (laughs) That's us, right? Sometimes that is us. We're like, oh, I can't make it, I can't do It's like, just stand up. God just wants us to stand up. We've got to arise. We've got to reach for God and get, get the peace that he wants to give us. You know, if you've ever flown on an airplane and you've ever left the tarmac when it's raining and it's cloudy, it's dark, it's raining, but when the plane takes off and eventually at some point it will start going through the clouds, And usually when you hit that point where you're going through the clouds, there's a lot of turbulence when it's going through those clouds. It can be a little scary. You always just check to see if the flight attendant looks nervous. If she don't, you're fine. If she does, you know, hold on. But you're going through that turbulence. But at some point, the plane will break up above those clouds. And you're like, the sun's shining the sun is still shining you can't see it when you're down there on the earth whenever it's covered by all those clouds and the rain and the storm but when you get up above it you can feel the Sun's rays through the window and the storm is underneath the storm didn't stop it didn't stop raining the clouds didn't go away what happened we just changed our location we just rose above the storm we got above where the Sun was still shining and it was more peaceful And that's what God sometimes wants to do in our lives. The storm may not stop. The problem may not just have a quick answer. But God's saying, come up here where I am. Come to my presence. Because even if the storms in your life are raging, you can find peace in the moment with me. That's what he wants to do for us. And that's what the peace of God is like. When we rise above the storm and get in his presence, the storm is still there. The rain is still falling. But now we have that peace in the presence of God. Jesus said in John 16:33, "These things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer; I have overcome the world." This scripture tells us our peace is found in him. Out in the world we're just going to find tribulation and stress. But so many times we struggle against following God and we deal with chaos and we deal with frustration by our own hand. I have a quick example, y'all don't laugh because the only basic string I could find was rascal's leash, so. Trevor, will you help me? Since the kids are out here, I'll take use of them. Can you just take and wrap that, wrap that around your waist and hook it, just hook it to the string. Perfect. Perfect, all right, so first I want you just to walk with me, okay, just walk with me. Like, I promise, I'm not treating you like an animal. I just want you to walk with me. Okay, now listen, pause for a moment. I'm going this way, but you decide you want to go that way, okay? So you go that way. Right. Is, is, does it feel very comfortable on your waist when you're doing that? Is it tighter than it was when you were walking by my side? And this is what we do sometimes. God's saying, take my yoke upon you. My burden is light. But sometimes we kick against the prick, Scripture says. You can unhook that. Thank you, Trevor. And God says, if you just walk with me and follow along with me, it's an, it's, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. But sometimes as humanity, we think, eh, I'm going to go look for peace somewhere else. I got this figured out. I'm going to go this direction. And we try to find peace in other places. You know, we pursue it in other things, whether it be a job or activities or entertainment in the world or whatever we choose. And then it becomes hard because God's saying, just walk with me. Just walk with me. I'm right here. Stay in my presence. But when we turn to run away from his presence, it tightens up. And sometimes we're suffering from that anxiety and stress, and it's our own hand that caused it. Because God wants us to walk with him, to come up into his presence, but sometimes we choose to go the other direction. But if we'll follow him, if we trust him, if we allow ourselves to be led by him, if we dwell in his presence, we can find that peace. Matthew 11:28, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, when an animal places a yoke on him and goes out into the fields to work, that's work, right? That's work. They're working, right? But they're staying under the yoke and under the guidance of the one that's directing them, right? But he says you'll find rest, I'm going to put a yoke on myself, but I'm going to have rest. But his yoke is easy. And notice he didn't say there wouldn't be a burden. He didn't say we wouldn't have a life without a yoke. But we get to choose whose yoke that we put on. And his way promises rest. Even in the midst of drama, hardship, hurt, we can have that peace. Now let's look at Philippians 4. We're going to look over a few of these scriptures here for a minute. That gives us some really good advice because you could say hey this is great and all I mean the peace of God sounds awesome I know I want it but how do I get it Philippians 4 6 and 7 says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus in her book entitled, Sick of Me, Whitney Caps says this, the peace of God, it doesn't make sense. It defies logic. Why? Because God's peace is meant to hold or keep us when life isn't peaceful. If God's peace was only present when life was peaceful, it wouldn't pass all understanding, and it likely wouldn't be attributed to the Lord. His promise of peace is in spite of our circumstances. All those less than peaceful ones so let's continue on down to verses 8 and 9 goes on to say finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of a good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you so let's look over what this is instructing us we want the peace of God and it's telling us the peace of God will be with you the peace of God which passes on un- all understanding will be yours so let's look over in the first verse it talks about praying by everything by prayer and supplication so number one first and foremost what we do we just pray about it God here's my problem I'm telling you all about it, God. I can't take it. I need some peace. I need some quiet. We just lay it all out there because doesn't it feel good to talk to someone about what we're going through? It does. So first of all, just pray. Take your needs to God. But number two, in the midst of our problems, sometimes we get in this mode of negativity where life is overwhelming, but we don't see the good in anything. And it's just constant complaints and and just talking about all the bad stuff. So number two is be grateful because scripture says by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So even though we have all these problems, we still serve a good God, don't we? We still serve an amazing God. God, I thank you for another day. Find something you can be grateful for. Lord, life is really hard right now, but I'm just thankful for my health today. God, I'm thankful for food on my table. God, I'm thankful for a roof over my head. I'm thankful for, you know, a vehicle to drive. Whatever it is, find something in your life that you could say, God, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. And even if life is hard, the saying goes, life is hard, but God is good. Find something. Number three, keep our minds thinking right. Scripture says things that are pure and right and lovely. And that goes on, find the good in people. You know, there's some people that just stress us out. Find just, you can find something good. Assume the best. Don't always assume the worst. Be present in the moment. Sometimes we have to let go of yesterday and try not to worry about tomorrow, right? Just live in today. Number four, apply the word. He said, the things that you have seen, the things that you have learned, do, he says. He used that one word, do. And that means being obedient to God, no matter what. Doing his will. Because sometimes things do get hard, right? I mean, life gets hard, but that's not the time to turn and run from God. Man, that's the time just to run to him, even more than ever before. We want to be a doer of his word, and not just a hearer. And finally, number five, trusting God trusting him. We can't lean on our own understanding, right? Because God sees way more than what we can see. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows how it started. He knows where it came from. He knows how it's going to end. He knows the choices that we're going to make. And sometimes all that we can perceive is what we kind of take in with our five senses, our eyes, our ears, what we hear, what we see, what we feel, what we smell. But God can see everything from the inside to the outside. Sunshine Gray said, I have to keep the right perspective on who he is in relation to who I am. Truthfully, a deep sigh of relief comes from my soul when I get that straightened out. It doesn't all depend on me. The choice to trust leads to the peace of God because he is always faithful. And he is. If you'd stand with me and the music would come, I would ask Would you love to just have two minutes of peace and quiet in your life today? Are you tired of stressing out? Are you tired of worrying, carrying the load, all the struggles, the heartache, the problems in your life? Sometimes you just feel alone, like no one understands where I'm at. No one understands what I'm going through. But God does. Do you feel so weighted down by the cares of this life? You can bring them to Jesus today. And if you choose to lay them down at his feet, you're not going to leave empty-handed today. Because you know what? Jesus has an awesome exchange program. Isaiah 61 and 3 says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What would you give today for just two minutes of peace and quiet? Jesus said in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid his peace is there for the taking even our salvation comes with the promise of comfort right Jesus said he would send the comforter which is the Holy Ghost do you desire peace because you can give him your worry and he'll give you something else awesome in return you can trade off all those things that we listed early the anxiety the worry the stress the fear the doubt And God can take all that and you can lay it down. And in return, he can give you peace and calm and tranquility and serenity. That even when the storm is still raging, we can rest in him. You know, the song says sometimes he calms the storm, but sometimes he calms his child. In this day and age that we live and there's so much turmoil and so much stress, all you got to do is turn on the news for two minutes And you know your blood pressure and your anxiety and stress level is going to skyrocket. I don't even watch it, honestly. I just don't because I don't want to deal with that stress. But I know where we can go to find the peace that we need in this day and age. When people are just worried and stressed out and on edge all the time. Irritable. We get stressed out at work. We bring it home to our family. We go to bed and we can't sleep. God says you don't have to carry all that. Someone said people come to the altar and they come to the foot of the cross, but they come with sticky hands. They lay it down, but before they get back up, they, they pick it back up and carry it back out. God's saying, leave it today. Leave it. Leave it at my feet. Do you desire peace today? Now, have up here a small token. might seem kind of silly, but I feel like maybe sometimes I'm a visual learner. You know, sometimes I can hear things, but sometimes if I can see it or have a reminder, it helps something stick with me. Maybe that's why I do kids' ministry. I don't know. But what I have up here is a timer. It's a two-minute timer. It's a two-minute timer because two minutes of peace. You know, two minutes of peace can seem like a whole lot longer than two minutes of chaos. Right? And I want every mom first to have an opportunity to take one of these home. So if you would, all my mamas in here, I'm going to give you the opportunity. Would you just come? I'm going to let you take one of these timers here and just stand up here around the front. Or if you want to take it and come back to your seat, just go ahead and come on forward. Come on and grab one of these. Because we need to take time out to seek peace. You could say this is a piece of time to remind us to take time for peace, right? And I don't want you just to take this and stick it in your purse and forget about it, but maybe just set it somewhere, even in your bathroom in the morning when you're getting ready, fixing your hair, brushing your teeth, or if you're in the kitchen and you can set it up on your stove or, you know, whatever, wherever you need that reminder. Maybe it's at work and you want to set it on your desk. This timer is for two minutes. Now, a two-minute timer is generally used to help kids remind themselves to brush their teeth long enough, right? So they don't go in there and brush for 10 seconds and then go back out. But we're going to take and use this timer as a reminder for us today to take time out for peace in our life, that God's peace is available. And moms, if you've got to go in the bathroom and lock the door, and sit on the toilet fully clothed. And grab your timer and flip it over. Two minutes is long enough to whisper a prayer. Say God I need you. God I need your peace today. And you'll find him there waiting for you. I have one last scripture in Acts 17:27, And I'm reading this from the message Bible. So we could seek after God. And not just grope around in the dark. But actually find him. He doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote, he is near. So as you hold this timer today, I want you just to close your eyes and the rest of the church family that's here, the rest of the guys, the young people you can gather in, if you want a timer, if there's any left up here, you're welcome to come and get one. There is, there's plenty you can come up to. I want you to close your eyes this morning. You can kneel, stand, but for a moment, I just want you to pause and say, God, would you just hold me today? in the midst of my turmoil, in the midst of the problems, in the midst of the things that I cannot control. Hold me, Jesus. Turn over that bitterness. Give your worries to God. Let go of that stress and anxiety and let God touch you today with his peace. Let him hold you. Let him comfort you as only he can. And just like the woman with the issue of blood, When he touches you, when you reach out and touch his garment, you're going to feel the change inside. The circumstances of your life may not change today. But you're going to feel the peace of God dwelling inside your heart. And that's what's going to carry you through those moments that you cannot control. Can you close your eyes and as Sister Mason begins to sing, can you just take a moment and talk to God? Hold me, Jesus.